Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul is thirsty, Lord. Lord, my soul thirsts this morning. My soul thirsts to really know you, Father. My soul thirsts to know you, Holy Spirit. Father, I give you praise this morning as I wake up to a brand new day. Another day of your faithfulness, another day of your loving kindness. Lord, be glorified forevermore in the precious name of Jesus. Your love is new every morning. Your faithfulness, Lord, is great. You keep your word, Father. You are not the man you do not lie. You watch over your word that, so that you will bring them to pass. We give you all the praise this morning and magnify you as Jehovah. We magnify you as Jehovah Shammah, as Jehovah Roi, as Jehovah Sabaoth. We worship you, Lord. Be glorified forevermore in the mighty name of Jesus. As the Lord of hosts, be glorified. As the Lord of heaven's armies, be glorified. Thank you, precious Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. As we read your word once again this morning, Lord, we ask, speak to us once again. We ask, Father, give us understanding in your word. Let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome. To everyone joining into devotion this morning, I am Murphy Eyenike. We continue the reading, our reading of the New Testament. Yes, we started reading the book of Matthew. Yesterday, we stopped on chapter 6. Uh, let me say that as a Christian, as a born-again Christian, you should probably read the New Testament three times as much as you read, or three or four times, as much as you read the Old Testament. Why? Uh, the New Testament are God's letter to the church. Okay? So, it's important that you get become grounded in the New Testament. Personally, I read the New Testament four times through in a year. The Old Testament once, Psalms and Proverbs twice each year. Okay? So, what that will do for you is help you become very familiar very familiar with the scripture and help you understand the word of god obviously in reading the old testament now you would have realized that yes a huge part of the new testament is explaining in other words uh, the new testament is the outcome of what began in the old testament okay so very good to read the old testament but as a christian you must read spend time reading the new testament better all right so let's continue our reading today we'll read two chapters matthew chapter 7 and matthew chapter 8 jesus continues his teachings okay so remember i said with his teaching jesus was confronting the culture of that time explaining to the people 
what the laws really really meant okay they had turned a lot of the laws upside down but he was telling them okay the the major part the important part of the law matthew chapter 7 says do not judge others do not judge others and you will not be judged do not judge others and you will not be judged i think that's that sounds i don't know about you it sounds like a promise to me okay so you don't want to be judged don't judge others two says for you will be treated as you treat others okay god does not owe you any differently whatever a man sows that is exactly what he should reap for you will says for you will be treated as you treat others the standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged you will be judged yourself okay so as a child of god you want to be very careful with judging others um yes if you want mercies from god you want to dole out a lot of mercies when i meet people who are very critical who are very judgmental usually i'm looking at a person who does not have any single understanding about the mercies and the judgment of god that are coming okay when you understand how much mercies and i don't know about you but i have tasted i have tasted of god's mercies if god was to count iniquity i won't be standing if god was to judge us by our actions i'm not sure i should be alive today and so because i have tasted that mercy i give it out freely okay so so i know to others it might look like you are being foolish but that is how the christian must live don't judge others and you will not be judged whatever measure you measure out to others it will be measured back to you verse 3 says and why worry about a speck in your friend's eyes when you have a log in your own and i'm telling you this is just simple human nature you know to try i think it's it's called reverse psychology to try and put the guilt on others to in so that you will be able to hide your own guilt yes reverse psychology and why worry about a speck in your friend's eyes when there's a log in your home you have logs in your own eyes you have not addressed the struggles you are going through instead you will be you know putting the spotlight on others i see people on social media you know ganging up on others putting the spotlight on them and i'm telling you i learned this big lesson from my from my pastor pastor sam Adeyemi. pastor sam says that when you join and gang up to bring somebody somebody down it is only a matter of time your own day your own day of judgment is coming okay so very important pay attention to the log in your own eyes then you will see clearly okay you will see clearly to be able to help others but i'm telling you if you pay attention to the log in your eyes and god helps you helps you by his mercies to remove that log from your own eyes i'm telling you you will not even be able to see the speck in somebody else's eyes yes instead you will want to help them not put their attention on them since how can you think of saying to your friend let me help you get rid of that speck in your eyes when you can't see past the log in your own eyes yes putting the spotlight on others does it's it's called hypocrisy really that's the right word for it you are being an hypocrite 
yet putting the spotlight on others so that nobody looks at you it's being hypocritical jesus says no 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 if you want to see well to help others take care of the one in your own eyes jesus actually says it in verse 5 he says hypocrites first get rid of of the log in your own eyes then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eyes says don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy hey this one can be very 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 difficult okay what interpretation do you want to give to this one but really jesus says don't waste what's it what is holy on on people who are unholy don't throw your pearls to pigs they will trample the pearls then turn and attack you and i think the interpretation i give this one is that don't force down your gifts on others don't force down your your gifts especially on those who don't appreciate them yes they will not appreciate it they will trample it eventually and just run you over most people don't because of their lack of self-esteem when they see somebody who is trying to thrive who is doing well they want to pull the person under okay so you want to be careful those you present in quotes present your pearls before they should be those that appreciate them verse 7 this one is on effective prayer jesus says keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for keep on seeking and you will find keep on knocking and the door will be open to you the first teaching jesus gives on prayer is the persistence the persistence nature of prayer okay prayer that is effective is persistent okay does not give up when it says keep on seeking it says keep on keep on knocking okay keep on asking it is talking about persistence okay so i know that there are some of us who think that i should just ask god and then forget about it and not all prayers like that especially depending on the specific thing you are asking god for yes in praying about something and you perceive in your heart that god has answered the, the the perspective and the dimension to which you will be saying that prayer will be different however you must not remove persistence from your prayer since for everyone who asks jesus guarantees for everyone who asks receives everyone who seeks find and to everyone who knocks the door will be opened I know that some people will say pastor that can't be true i know many people who asked and never received yes in your own eyes they never received in fact eventually when their answer would come they were nowhere to be found they would have given up and that's why persistency is so important okay so important everyone who seeks finds everyone who knocks the door will be open it says you parents if your children ask for a loaf of bread do you give them stone or if they ask for fish do you give them a snake of course not so if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him yes another another gospel will say here relating it to the holy spirit god gives to those who ask him and i'm telling you i learned this one very very early 
that as a father okay my son my daughter won't ask me for anything and then i'm overly being critical even if i don't give them and i have that thing it has to be with very very good and strong reason maybe they maybe maybe they don't qualify for it yet or they are not old enough to be able to handle what they are asking for but there has to be a strong cogent reason well aside that if they ask for something i give them so i i just always remind myself if as evil as i am eh compared to god listen uh, compared to god i am an evil person eh compared to god you are evil compared to god every human is evil so if as evil as i am I do that for my children. How much more? My our heavenly Father, God gives to those who ask. Okay? So when you pray, be persistent in your prayer. The next one is the golden rule. Chapter verse 12 says, "Do to others what you would like them to do to you." This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. Do to others. In other words, love 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 allow love to motivate you would you have anyone do this to you okay so i know some people can be very hard would you have anyone do this to your wife or do this to your daughter or do this to your son usually the answer would be no so let that be the golden rule in which you operate next is the narrow gate verse 13 says you can enter god's kingdom only through the narrow gates the highway to hell is broad and it is and its gate is wide for many to choose that way but the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it is jesus saying that there will be fewer people in heaven than, than in hell i don't think so okay i don't think so i think it would just be a waste of his blood a waste of his death on the cross if there are more people in hell okay than in heaven eventually okay so but jesus is just telling us that he's going to being a christian being a follower of jesus is going to be challenging that's what the narrow gate gate means it's going to be challenging okay so as a christian don't give up verse 15 this one is on the on on the tree and its fruits it says beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are but are really vicious wolves you can identify them by their fruits that is by the way they act can you pick grapes from thorn bushes of figs from thistles and i'm telling you this one is very important you should identify people by the way they act jesus says you don't identify people by maybe what they have said or something they said in anger i've met husband and wife who would be holding what they said against each other when they were angry no no you are going against this very important rule jesus teaches here okay uh, you can really tell who people really are by their actions okay jesus said by the way they act and he asked can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles the answer is no since a good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruits so pay attention to people's okay the actions from their lives don't pay attention to what they are saying 
people can say anything okay to achieve to to get followers for example you see social media you see people say so many things just look at their actions for god's sake and you can really you can easily tell whether this person is a good tree or this person is a bad tree jesus says a good tree produces good fruits and a bad tree produces a bad fruit a good tree can produce bad fruit and a bad tree can produce can produce good fruit so every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire yes just as you can identify a tree by its fruit you can identify people by their actions i didn't say it to it was jesus that said it you can identify people by their actions pay attention to people's actions don't be paying attention to the words that they are saying don't be paying attention to the social media handle pay attention to their actions and you can really tell what kind of tree that they have hallelujah verse 21 says not everyone who calls out to me lord lord will enter the kingdom of heaven did you hear that not everyone who calls out to me lord lord will enter the kingdom of heaven only those who actually do the will of 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 my father in heaven will enter when we read the book of john you will see john will explain what the will of god is the will of god is for us to accept his son jesus christ that's all that is the will of god for us to accept jesus if there is one question god is going to ask you in heaven he's going to ask you what did you do with my son my son that i gave to the world he says not everyone who calls to me lord lord will enter the kingdom of heaven only those who actually do the will of my father in heaven will enter he says on judgment day many will say to me lord lord we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and perform many miracles in your name but i will reply i never knew you get away from me you will break god's law I'm telling you, very important. It has to go beyond the words that come out of our mouths. It has to go beyond just the actions of the things we do. It is really very, very built on a relationship with Jesus. Okay? It says there that, talking about the, the father side of it, it says only those who actually do the will of my father. Telling you that there's a relationship bent that Jesus is talking about here. It says that those people are his true disciples. Okay? So very, very important. You don't just want it to just be your actions, the things that you do. I go to church. I am a good person. It comes down eventually to a relationship. Do you have a relationship with God? true jesus is son jesus says i am the way the truth and the life and no one can come to the father unless they come through me 23 says but i will reply i never knew you get away from me you will break god's law next 24th building on the solid foundation anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise like a person who builds a house on solid rock if you listen to the teachings of Jesus and you obey them, Jesus says that you are a wise person. They can actually liken you to somebody who built your house 
on the rock and you will see the reason why shortly it says 25 though the rain comes in torrents and the flood waters rise and the wind beats against that house it won't collapse because it is built on the rock jesus says if you stand on my teachings eh you will not collapse did you hear that you will not collapse if you hold on to the word of god even though the rains will come the flood water will rise over you the winds will beat you jesus says you will not collapse he says but anyone who hears my teachings and doesn't obey it is foolish did you hear that i didn't call you a fool i didn't call you foolish jesus says you hear his word you don't do anything about them you are foolish he says he says um but anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish like a person who builds a house on sand when the rain and floods come and the winds beat against that house it will collapse with a mighty crash so i learned this very early everyone every life goes through the wind goes through the rain goes through the flood water what determines whether we will stand or we will crash or we will have a mighty crash the way the bible puts it is whether we are standing whether our lives are solidly built on the word of god so what is your own life built on jesus is teaching the the people here so many profound and i'm telling you powerful teachings confronting the culture here 28 says that when jesus had finished saying these things uh, the crowd were amazed at his teaching for he taught with real authority quite unlike their teachers of religious laws yes jesus was teaching them things that were useful they were useful for them okay so that they can now pay attention to god and change their lives hallelujah all right let's move on to our next chapter chapter 8 matthew chapter 8 we begin to see healings different healings that jesus performs as he goes through you know t- going everywhere teaching the first is jesus is a, a you know a man with leprosy large crowds followed jesus as he came down the mountains uh, suddenly a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him lord the man said if you are willing you can heal me and make me clean now just think about it why would the man says willing okay why would the man say he's willing if you are willing it does i know that you can do it but i'm not just sure that whether you will want to do it do it for me and thinking this man is thinking he's wondering does this man know the kind of if this man realizes the kind of person that i am he might not want to take man might not want to heal me or being a leper you know usually lepers nobody wants to touch them okay so he's saying if you are willing you can heal me and make me clean jesus reached out and touched him and i'm telling you that would have been powerful no one wants to touch a leper because you don't want to catch leprosy but jesus reached out and touched him i am willing he said be healed and instantly the leprosy disappeared listen this morning jesus is willing to heal you and jesus will heal you in the mighty name of jesus in fact i am praying for you this morning your healing will be instant i think that's where we should end this morning we'll pray for healing for everyone who desires healing and i we are praying and 
open this morning that your healing will be instant in the mighty name of Jesus. It says, Then Jesus said to him, Don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy and of course you can find that in the book of leviticus in the book of leviticus you find you know um the the offering requirements for those who have been healed of leprosies he says this will be a public testimony that you have been healed and i'm telling you jesus is telling him to do something that will stir up his faith next verse 5 it's about the fate of a Roman officer. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go and they go or come and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. Ah, when Jesus had this, first of all, before Jesus, before we even read what Jesus said, uh, just imagine this guy. Apart from the fact that we realize that, okay, being a centurion automatically meant that he was not, he was, of course, a Roman soldier, so he could not have been a Jew. Eventually, there will be Jews who would, um, who would be also be Romans, okay, Roman, um, who will have Roman citizens like, like Paul, for example. But at, I'm sure at this beginning, okay, this was a foreigner. But this guy realized that, look, as long as I am in the army, as long as I am still a centurion, in other words, a centurion is somebody who commands or maybe a hundred, a hundred soldier. He said that as long as I am still in the army, when I give a command, okay, my soldiers obey me. As long as I, I am still subject to my general or subject to my captain or my lieutenant, when I order my own soldiers, they obey me. And I'm telling you, this is so important. If you want to learn authority, you want to be able to command and the demons will obey you. You want to be able to speak and I'm telling you principalities and power will shake. You have to realize that you have to be under the authority of Jesus. Eh? Be under the authority of Jesus. That is why the, okay, the, the demons and the, and the powers that be will be subject to you. He said, I only need to say go and they go come and and they come and if i say to my slave do this they do it why he said nine i know this because i am under the authority of my superior officers so are you under the authority of christ or you are just living your life just the way you want to if you are i don't expect that things will you know i will obey you in this world things that should be subject to christ will subject them submit themselves to you verse 10 says that when jesus had this he was amazed Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. He was just applying real life, okay, to what he was experiencing. Jesus says, I have not seen faith like this in Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites are those for whom the kingdom was prepared will be thrown into outer darkness. 
where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, Go back home, because you believed it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. Jesus said, Because you believed it has happened. Very important. When you are asking God for something, you have to believe. Believe that it has happened. Okay? And it says that in that same hour, it happened. I see people asking God, praying for something, and they expect that it happens instantly. Sometimes it works that way. But really, the prerogative is God's. Believe that you received and you will have whatever it is that you're asking God for. Hallelujah. Verse 14, Jesus heals many people. 14 says, when Jesus arrived at Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. But when Jesus touched her hand, the fever left her. Then she got up and prepared a meal for him. That evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirit with a simple command. And he healed all the sick. Jesus was not asking, Demon, what is your name? Where, where do you come from? When did you enter this person? No, it was a simple command. A simple command. He cast out the evil spirit and he healed all the sick. This fulfilled the words of the Lord through the prophet Isaiah. This is from the prophet Isaiah. You find this in this in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 4. He took our sicknesses and removed our diseases. Hallelujah. The next, Jesus talks about the cost of following him. When Jesus saw the crowd around him, he instructed his disciples to cross to the other side of the lake. Then one of the teachers of the religious law said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. But Jesus replied, Foxes have dens to live in, and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. Another of his disciples said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Follow me now. Let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Jesus was not telling him that he should not bury his parents. So, <laughs> please listen. No, that's not what Jesus is telling him. Jesus is not saying that he should not bury his father. He says, Let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Okay? And this is physical, physical death. He is talking about just having that sense of priority, putting God first in your life. Hallelujah. Verse 23, Jesus will calm the storm. Then Jesus got into a boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly, a fierce storm struck the lake uh, with waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. Imagine sleeping through a storm. <laughs> 25 said the disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us. We are going to drown. And I'm telling you, if you were with if you were with the disciples, how would you have felt? Somebody there's a storm coming, eh? All of you are afraid. This person is sleeping. The disciples were went and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us. We are going to drown. Jesus responded, Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up and rebuked the wind and waves. And suddenly there was great calm. The disciples were amazed. Who is this man? They asked. Even the wind and waves obey him. Listen this morning. The wind and the waves can obey you too. Submit to Jesus. They will obey you. 
Next, Jesus heals two demon-possessed men. 28. When Jesus arrived on the other side of the lake, in the region of Gadarenes, two men uh, who were possessed by demons met him. They came out of the tombs and were so violent that no one could go through that area. They began screaming at him, Why are you interfering with us, Son of God? Have you come here to torture us before God's appointed time? Uh, they happened there, there happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding in the distance. So the demons beg, if you cast us out, send us into that edge of pig. All right, go. That's all Jesus told them. Go. Jesus commanded them. So the demons came out of the, of the men and entered the pig, the pigs, and the old head plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. The headsmen um, fled to the nearby town telling everyone what happened to the demon-possessed men. Then the entire town came out to meet Jesus, but they begged him to go away and leave them alone. This is one of the most remarkable <laughs> response to a miracle that I find in the Bible. Eh? Jesus performs a great miracle like this and your response is to tell him to leave. Okay? But that's their own response. I am hoping this morning that your own response will be different. Your response to Jesus will be, Lord, I want more more in my life. So what lessons can we take from 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 the teachings today? I don't one of the things difficult thing about the <laughs> reading the epistles and reading about the, the gospels is that there's so many lessons to learn. Okay, is it about not judging others? Is it about how to make your prayers effective, be persistent? Is it about the golden rule, you know, how to make sure you treat others how you want to be treated? Is it about the narrow gates, you know, that you should, you know, follow through the narrow gate and strive, you know, to follow Jesus? Is it about that, you know, how to tell how people are, whether they are good or bad? You know, is it about, you know, building a good foundation? You know, everybody will go through challenging times. So many things we can learn from. My challenge again this morning is that be a doer of the word in the mighty name of Jesus. Well, this morning I want us to pray for everyone who is sick. Let's ask God to heal them this morning. Yes, yes, Jesus prayed for people that were sick. He asked that the sicknesses should leave. He said that pray and believe and it will happen. So let us lift up our voices and begin to pray. Father, we pray this morning. Lord, that everyone, anyone sick among us, anyone listening to this, these teachings this morning, Father, we pray for them that you will heal them completely in the mighty name of Jesus. Let sickness get out of their bodies now in the mighty name of Jesus. Let sickness be gone from them right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet, let them be healed in the name of jesus you said that you have given us all authority and that in your name we will be able to cast out devils we cast out this illness in the name of jesus we declare you are healed in the name of jesus father we thank you we give you all the glory we give you all the praise help us to be doers of the things that we are learning Help us to practice your word. Let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.